Okay, so in the lab talks number two, I'm joined by the brothers Grimm. Sorry, I mean brothers Crosland. <laughs> <laughs> that is soul structure. So we've got Dom on the left and John on the right. How are we doing, lads? Hello. I know we've caught up a little bit, obviously, while setting up, but how are we doing? Well, I'm great. Yeah, all good. John is great. Yeah, He's got up in the background. Are yeah, they your same. KRKs? No, I uh, switched to Adam. Oh, what, what, sorry. To him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember you yeah, had... You... Go on. So I've always only ever had one monitor. Yeah, because... Up until, like, two days ago. So Dom had these two. No, sorry, he had two KRKs. Yeah. And one broke. And he was getting some new ones anyway. Ah, so okay. I've now got the one of his that works. So I've now got two. But it's not, it's not, I've not even plugged it in. I've just like put it there. But yeah, right. I've got a pair of monitors for the first time ever. Nice. <laughs> so you can work in stereo, all that panning. Life in stereo, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, what even is stereo? <laughs> I don't even know. Just every yeah, once in a while, you put an effect that goes left to right. Other than that, everything's oh. just bang down the middle maybe, maybe we can learn a few things yeah man maybe do some of that binaural stuff all the 3d audio and that yeah wow yeah i mean to be fair that interested it's me when i did a times ahead it was you know, there's a period of time i did some video audio to video stuff and i can't i kind of enjoyed that part like thinking about what thinking about things you know where sounds were in certain spaces you know, while you were watching all, you were watching video, and it's like, oh, well, how would that sound like? It sound like it's coming from there and moving over there and stuff. Bit weird. <laughs> so have you upgraded them. Yeah, I was on one monitor for ages. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you just had one sat there. You just like, ah, what's stereo? It was quite good at time, but you realise when you listen to music from the seventies and stuff that everything is so pan. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything sounds totally different. Um, so yeah, I sw- I got some Adam, which I'm still getting used to. Um, but they are, they are, they are improving, I'll say. Was this a, like a lockdown treat? What? It was like a lockdown treat because you just knew you was going to be in, well, so you were just like, well, I need some new ones. Need, um, yeah, I like that. I did need, I did need at this point. Yeah. Um, but I always liked the KRKs. They get a lot of, uh, they get a lot of grief. They do, um, man. I like mine. Well, I always, I always liked them, um, and they, they served me well for like eleven years. So, mm. well, there you go then. Fair enough. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll talk lockdown quickly, but because uh, I've obviously I've not properly caught up with you two anyway. So I had a bit of a catch up with, uh, with you, John. So like, what have you what have you been up to, man? Have you been like, have you have you actually been off like through it all, or have you continued to work? No, I've been I've been working. I've been working like crazy busy at times. Mm. Um, so I've been working from home for uh, I don't know maybe twelve weeks, because right, okay. um, it was actually a week before you know the kind of lockdown situation. Mm. Um, but I've not been playing football. That's given me my Saturdays back. Mm. So I've actually had more. Even though I've been busier with work, it's given me more time for for music because I'm more free at the weekend. So. Nice. Uh, you know, it's been good in that respect, but yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've been, you know, it's been, uh, it's been good to have been busy because, you know, I certainly don't get bored. And actually, you make, I've made more of an effort to, you know, go out running, walking. I probably had more like fresh air, yeah, you know, in the last sort of twelve weeks than what I usually would, you know, because 
you know, even though I'll go to work and be in the office or whatever, you know, the outside time is probably just going to the car to go to work. Mm. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm all good. It'll be just a bit weird, sort of readjusting back to it all. Yeah, I, I almost feel like how that's gonna be. Almost, I don't know. I mean, I've been in I've been in a fair amount, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's neither here nor there for me, really. You know what I mean, there's just less raves to go to, I guess. Less, you know, just less gatherings, oh, well, yeah. less beer festivals Absolutely. for us to go to. Do Absolutely you know I mean? none, none to go. But you know, well, it'll be good fun when they come back around. Well, there were raves yesterday, weren't there? There were there were about two or three legal <laughs> raves that happened yesterday. So. Yeah, I, I heard about. It. I've not seen anything. I've seen like people talking about it, but um, but yeah, I've been all right. And Dom's been you've been working on you all the way through. Yeah, working as normal. Yeah, um, obviously from home. Yeah. Sorry. No change. Just. <laughs> Sorry. Right. You done? <laughs> would you say you've been doing more walking? I mean, when I say more walking, more walking around Bolton. Have you been finding some new sites around Bolton? I feel like I've seen. I feel like on Instagram, I've seen you in, in you on a uh, Queens Park a lot. Yeah. Well, I've seen it all before. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> there's nothing new. Yeah. I've just seen it more regularly. Um, yeah. Get out and about when I can, but I've been sat here most of the time, either working or doing music and stuff. Um, which is kind of normal, really. <laughs> Sadly, my life's not changed a great deal. Same. Anyway. Same. The difference difference is I've got little Theo here now, but otherwise, yeah, pretty much the same. Um, so, so you just touched on that then. So obviously you've, you both had time to do a bit more music. So you know, like how much you've been, what, what you've been, what you've been on with, like how much stuff you've been doing. Any, have you any new like plugins, any new tricks and techniques you've learned over your over this time off? Um, I mean, well, I, go on, John. You can go. Well, no, I was going to say I let Dom go first because he's—you've uh, completely upgraded, you, upgraded yeah. you yourself, haven't you? Yeah, so right, right. you've done the most in terms of those kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not—I've not really, ch- you know, I've got this, <laughs> got this new monitor. But I've not used it yet, right, and okay. that's pretty much it. The rest all kind of, kind of the same. But, um, hmm. but yeah, go on, Dom. Um, I mean, yeah, I've been doing loads. Um, I I've done loads of the dull stuff, to be honest. You know, like um, sort out my project templates and mm. started just tidying up, like saving my channel strips for drum buses and stuff like that. Like, oh, honestly, man, stuff that like, is that is it saves you so much time. Yeah. It's just yeah, it I, gets those ideas going much quicker. Yeah, if there's any one thing I suggest people, it's just save templates and and like save your patches, save your little. Obviously, I'm on Ableton, so I've got like racks, but I, it's a thing that I've got into now where I'm just like building racks and just saving them, and it's just meant. Yeah. It's like right, boom, just chuck it in. It's just there. Put a couple yeah, of macros that's... on, so I've got a couple of knobs to turn to get it where I want to, and then that's it. It's just like boom, onto the next thing. Yeah, yeah, that stuff really saves your time. Mm. Um, and yeah, just getting around, getting around to using some some plugins that. I, didn't really thoroughly utilise before. Um, stuff like like Filter Freak and, and Neutron and stuff. I, I right. used them, but I probably didn't go into the guts as much as I have been doing. Yeah, you're just like, all right, that's cool. 
yeah. <laughs> and then stick to what you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and just using like different compressors, you know. Um, I mean, I, I only started recently using like um, optical compressors instead of just the standard VCA ones. Oh right, okay. Like because usually it would just just use the VCA compressor, and it did the job, but. You know, it's just you know, experiment with new stuff, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's messing around with new circuitry and stuff. But yeah, no, that's yeah, no. When, when I found out about that, I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Then, yeah, it was quite interesting. You know, it, it made me it made me think and care a lot more about compressors when I realised they had different behaviours um, yeah. at, at different times of life. Okay, so we'll go into I guess your origin stories, I guess your history. Um, I feel like. I feel like I feel like the best way to start maybe is to is to go into like the <laughs> like in the the best way to start is probably to go into your like your individual kind of backgrounds and how you got into music first and then we'll talk about you know like how things are together. So I mean obviously you're brothers so you you know you probably influence each other anyway in that regard but I guess we'll start with you John as you're the oldest. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the uh I'm the old guy. Um right, okay. Um well, it's probably worthwhile pointing out that there's four brothers. Mm, so yeah, me yeah. and Dom are, are the middle two. Yeah. Uh so there's our older brother Ian uh and our youngest brother Ben. And I guess I mentioned that because um Ian kind of got me into, you know, the kind of rave scene and mixtapes and uh um that you know that whole thing in right. you know the early 90s 91 92 you know when i was like 11 or 12 years old so you can work out my uh, <laughs> well you know my age but uh, i suppose everyone else can work out my age from <laughs> they that. can do the maths um, don't need to worry about it yeah yeah so it's, quite, again it's quite easy actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah again yeah i take 30 to be fair let alone 21 <laughs> um so uh so yeah, and then you know, I think we, um, I you know, I love buying all the mixtapes and stuff like that, and yeah. then uh, you know, but my brother and his uh, and his mate uh, JB, who were really sort of, you know, really into it, um, they kind of moved on to buying vinyl, and they were like, yeah, that's what you know, that's that's the thing, you know, that's what you, that's where we need to get, and I was like a bit resistant because I was like building up a nice little mixtape collection, I was like, no, I want to stick with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I kind of got into it and uh, just buying vinyl. And then, um, you know, as soon as we could afford to buy some turntables, we were like mixing and stuff like that, you know, and picked it up uh, pretty quickly. And uh, um, I must admit, I never really, I did never really love DJing. It was just kind of part of what you kind of did. And I yeah. tended to like listen to the, the, the tracks all the way through. And I just remember very early on, wanting to make the tunes i actually wasn't too bothered about the dj inside of it and i kind of really started to get into how you know all the tracks were all sort of structured and things like that mm. so i always loved guys like nucky and tango who were they were djs but they were primarily producers yeah you know, and i i just i love that um so yeah and then you know from there you know that kind of progressed with the whole um drum and bass thing and got into the atmospheric kind of stuff and uh, um, you know more so the atmospherics and then yeah. um, and then went to university and um, wanted to you know 
I had a little bit of money to t- kind of get into um, production, but I suppose this is at a time where you know there wasn't the internet, and uh, I didn't really know what to do. You know, I'd buy like these production magazines, like Future Music and Sound on Sound, yeah. and, and it was all really sort of high level, complicated stuff. Or it certainly seemed it at the time, hmm. but I kind of worked out a few bits and pieces and you see some artists and you try and copy what they've got i mean it was expensive you know like you buy you know i've got synths here that you know i saved up for months to buy these things Mm. and they were just one part of what you needed you know and and then a sampler would be you know a few hundred pounds and then that was before you even learned what to do with it so um I, i found it difficult to really whilst it was fun um, you know, I made a few sort of early bits and pieces. I didn't really have any sort of guidance. I was kind of just making it up as I went along. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I just left it alone. I mean, I still, you know, bought the records and enjoyed the music, but um, I kind of, you know, got my career kind of started. Then I suppose, you know, by this point, I was in my kind of mid mid twenties or whatever, mm. and just left it alone. And that was, um, you know, pretty much it until, well, I suppose by this time, you know, Dom's 10 years younger than me. Mm. So by the time he was sort of 16, 17, well, I'll hand over to him because that's, you know, then it kind of went from there and he yeah. can tell you about his sort of route to that point. Cool. I was just trying to think about it when you were talking. I actually don't know what's happened up until this point. <laughs> What, what at all? <laughs> what, what just happened? I was, I was just thinking, I don't know what's... Oh, I've got... I don't know, I've got you. Um, you, you had beef for your tea, Dom. I know that much. I can yeah, tell you right. that much. You had beef for your tea. The rest you'll have to work out for yourself. Right, I, I, I'll help you out a bit, right? So, on, no, so I'll help you out a bit from, from my knowledge and understanding. Maybe you'll be able Go to on. fill in the earlier gaps. Piece it together for me. Right, okay. So, I remember... When I first heard about you, you started posting in North in the Northwest DMB forum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you were like, hi guys, I'm a true based on the <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, but you were making good tunes. You know, it was like, well, like, yeah, this guy's quite always making yeah. good tunes. So um, that was, I mean, that was quite some years ago. Uh, I, you know what? I, I remember, because like John was saying, he's starting getting equipment and stuff. Mm back in bloody hell um, must have been like the late 90s couldn't tell you exactly when mm. but I always remember it knocking around like just stuff yeah. I just didn't, I didn't really understand anything that was going on but you know <laughs> I'd just wander into John Streetman probably listening to something and or, or I, I, just, I remember what I remember one drum machine you had it was like I couldn't tell you what model it was. I couldn't really tell you. <laughs> it was, that was actually the first bit of equipment that I bought, and it was a Boss DR um, two hundred or something like that. And right. uh, yeah, and it cost um, it cost me about three hundred quid, uh, and it was rubbish. It was really rubbish. I feel like I might like, have a sample you know, pack of it knocking around somewhere. I'll, I'll find <laughs> yeah, out in a bit to see how naff it was. I, I mean, the samples were the samples were stronger because just the sound wasn't even that clear. I mean, maybe it was the mixer that we were using at the time, which, you know, hadn't cost me as much as what the uh, the drum machine had. 
But in my mind, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'll get a drum machine and that'll be a great place to start. And it was this like little groove machine and they had like double basses in there and stuff. And I was trying to make some bits and pieces like easy rollers, but they were probably so far away from that, just these two-step drums. And that's it, no percussion, no anything else. And then they see these double basses bubbling along. It was quite fun sort of learning how to use it. And I suppose in a weird way, you do sort of pick up some little bits and pieces even when you don't sort of realise it. Yeah, is it, it's a bit, bit of a different workflow when you use hardware, isn't it? And that's like yeah. the one thing that whenever I've had to come away from software and I've used hardware for whatever reason. Uh, it was mostly at uh, MIDI school, which might actually be something that helps you out as well, Dan. Uh, yeah. As you, I know you studied there, but um, you know it was when I was there, and they, you know they got me using equipment there. I'd be like, oh, this is weird. You know, I was just playing, you know, like just like they had a Nord rack, a Nord rack three, and you know I'm just using like external MIDI to trigger the Nord rack to get sounds out, and then I'm recording it and stuff, and it was just like, all oh, right, okay. You know, and then I started to introduce that a bit more into my sampling. But anyway, slightly going off topic there. So <laughs> I mean, don't. Don't get me wrong, I didn't just have this boss drum machine. Oh, I no, no. It because he said it's like the first thing that I see. Well, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but some other things from there, like an Akai sampler, yeah. a Roland synth, had a Yamaha synth that I borrowed off, off, my, off, off my mate, and a few other bits and pieces. I was running it all through um, an Atari with Cubase nice. um, that I had up until not, not that long ago, to be fair. So, you know, I was kind of working things out to a certain point. Hmm. But it, it, each time I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. You know, I probably could have mustered up more things. And I did make some tracks, but nothing that I was like, yeah, you know, this is this is this is it. But uh, but yeah, anyway, anyway. I mean what I can tell you is, you know, Dom had got into music office and sort of telling his little story here, but you see, I know. He I, remember it. I, 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 yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know it himself, I quite, did yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you could go on. All right, all right, go on. I was just saying that drum machine. I wanted to jam on it so bad. Like I'd, I just wanted to bang on it, bang on the, bang on those, those drum triggers. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, no, you can't mess around with this. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So I think so, I was, so, 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 it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I still yeah. touch it. And honestly, I probably think that's why it's become so interesting to me. Because that one time I couldn't use it, I was like, oh, gotta, gotta use that stuff. Because then the next time I started making music was on. John's laptop when he had a it was a rubbish old laptop with um, Reason 3 on it or something like that right and that was when I started again and that was when I was like 16 just again like messing around with it um, and that's probably when I started like making music really hmm. um, because I think probably when I first started playing with it I think I was probably trying to make like hip hop or something because it just seemed easier in the sense that it was like figure out what was going on to a degree whereas right. like even though I was starting to get into drum and bass music it was more complex for someone who basically didn't know anything about music production at the time yeah um, and then yeah I think just advancement I not really just learned bits and pieces along the way and yeah I went to midi school um, right so, uni, so. so what what would you say was like what was like your clearest memory of like I guess your first project then was that was that on was that on John's laptop like you were saying before? Yeah, right. yeah. It was a, it was a. I, I remember doing like this hip hop beat on it. Yeah. Um, it was probably like rubbish, but um, I remember doing it. I was like, oh, this isn't actually too bad. And then I like just took it into college. I, I played this one, and the only comment they had was it was quite dull. And <laughs> so that was like I remember that was the first project <laughs> of feedback I have, and I guess that set me up for a lot of. 
a lot of times you're sending projects out and people don't like them. Um, so it's, it, I guess, an early introduction to uh, the uh, criticism of other people, <laughs> I guess. Wow, well, it happens, doesn't it? But at least they're honest. It was right, though. It was dull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least they're honest. So do you remember what door, do you remember what door that was? It was, it was Reason... Uh, yeah, oh, reason sorry, you said Reason 3. Sorry, ignore me. Sorry, yeah, you did, did say Reason Which 3. is actually going on to start on, because it... Well, so it's sort of going on to start on, because it's just all there. It's like, it's just all, you know, just all your stuff in the... In the, in the, in the it's like a tower, wasn't it? Like yeah, a, it's, yeah it's, it's basically a virtual record, isn't it? It's 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 weird, because it is like a bit of a toy, isn't it, to like mess yeah, with at yeah, first. It and it's a great it transition for people who knew gear, which... In that, that case, in that case, John, you did, didn't you? You knew equipment and how to plug it yeah, in and stuff. So it was like, yeah, and I'd, uh, I mean, whilst um, I'm trying to think oh, how I'd come across that using that reason, I thought I don't, I don't really remember to be honest. But um, I lived in London for a couple of years. That right. was about 2005 to 2007 ish, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I, I actually. Um, I don't know how I came across this guy, but it was um, this guy local to where I was living who was doing like tutorials on music production. Right. And I'd only used like hardware stuff. So I was like, do you know what? I'll get in touch with this guy. And it was this um, Brazilian lad, but a similar sort of age. And he was really, really good. You know, he showed me all kinds of different things. Um, he was big on using uh, Reason. Mm. Uh, but for some reason, it didn't. Um, Excuse sorry, not Reason. Um, I know, yeah. So I got reason in my in my, in my brain, yeah. and he used Ableton Live. Oh, Ableton it was, Live. Uh, yeah, it was um, like version five at the time, and uh, you know, I kind of that's what I worked with, you know, with him when he was showing me stuff. But it just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't. I, I, I wasn't really feeling it for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, so, and that's when he spoke to me about reason. I think I had this old laptop and gave that to, to Dom when I was back up north one time. Um, and, and yeah, just started playing around with that. But in fairness, Dom was, you know, he got into, you know, with me with me living there, he got into it kind of off his own back. Really, there was no. There might have been some, you know, maybe hidden influences with just what he kind of heard me listening to and playing and things like that. Uh, but it wasn't until I kind of came back from London that he was kind of, you know, into it off his own kind of uh, that really and was into, you know, different drum bass that I was into. It was more sort of lively, a bit more techy, a bit more up-tempo. And I was into the same stuff that I'd always been into with the more atmospheric thing. Hmm. So, you know, he was like 17 or whatever and we started going to Eastern Block and buying records hmm. and we do that every Saturday morning and that's that's probably where we started doing the stuff together hmm. um, and you know and they were really fun days you know because there was a lot of vinyl being released I mean yeah. the, you know obviously there's vinyl release now but it wasn't there wasn't it wasn't the digital era yeah, you know, yeah you'd yeah, get yeah. digital tracks but they'd just be like you know some tracks on digital but mainly the releases were still on vinyl, you know, so that's what we did. And we bought a lot of records in that time. Go to Eastern Block and go see Jim. Go, Jim, sort me out, mate. Exactly, yeah. Sort yeah. me out, pal. Well, he worked. He Shout worked out to Jim, by the way. Here's what. Yeah, he doesn't work Saturdays no more. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we don't see him. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Dom, do you remember what happened after that point? Or is it still hazy? And that's where it starts to become hazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what, 
w- one question <laughs> one question I just had then was because um, you said John that you've been to London for a while you'd moved down there and, you, and then you obviously came back and then Dom was kind of in you know obviously into the drum bass so I guess there was an element of kind of like because obviously you know I, I don't know how close you were before um, that point but I'm sure at that point it was, it was a moment of like oh he's into the same stuff I am like Oh great! Like, was there a bit of like a a bit of a like a brotherly bonding thing at that point? Like, um, you know, like it just kind of I don't know what is. What do you feel like? There was anything that made you closer at that point? Kind of coming back and realizing that Dom was into the same stuff. <laughs> well, I used to before I was listening, like properly into drum and bass music. I had bits and pieces of it for a long time. Like, right. um, I remember you got me a couple of singles when I was like ten or eleven. I think one was a Four Hero single and an Adam F single um, so I always had bits of pe- bits and pieces here and there right. but I suppose I was more into like hip hop when I was like, like sort of early teens and it, John had a really good uh, CD collection um, what so, kind of hip hop are we talking? Um, a bit of everything like, he did have a lot of stuff <laughs> and so I'd be like I mean, I like this and anything similar so I'm trying to think I remember mostly just the New York. It's mostly New York stuff. Yeah. I'm, I specifically yeah, remember listening to the Nas stuff. Ooh, um, nice. Good choice. But like, and then just being like, given this and that, you know, um, notorious B.I.G. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do <laughs> for some reason I remember listening to picking out God's Son by Nas, which isn't even one of his better albums. He's really liking it. <laughs> um, so I think we probably sort of bonded over that music. First, first before right. starting to get into more drum and bass music um, okay yeah that's that's, yeah, probably, think, that's probably how it works that's probably you know that's certainly where we bonded more musically but you know we've always been close like you know right from right from the off you know it's the same with you know all of us to be fair you know so the music was just another another aspect to it do you know what I mean I don't yeah. I'd put it this way if we, if we didn't have that musical thing you know, we we I mean, we wouldn't have had you know the joint experiences that we've had together, and that's been one of the best things about it all. Mm. Um, but we'd still be as close. You know, we'd just do other things. Yeah. You know, that'd just be. You know, it was never. Um, you know, it was, it was just a bonus more than anything. Yeah. So it certainly right. made us closer musically, but not necessarily just closer. You know. Yeah. Overall, so. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I just, I just thought I'd dig into that a little bit. Um, <laughs> Well, no, that's fine. Okay, so then you so so this at this point, you're saying that this is where the nucleus was formed and soul structures began, yeah. And this is where. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it really did at that point. Oh, okay. We were sort of buying records together, but I was still so busy with with work and stuff. And Dom was getting into it more and more. Hmm. And Dom, you were doing a lot of DJing with um, with Will, weren't you? Uh, at yeah. that point. Shout out, yeah. Why? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, what really struck me is um, how good they both were at mixing, you know, and they were proper demons, you know, and they'd like mix for hours, it seemed, you know, just doing these tunes, double drops and things like that. You know, I wasn't, you know, double drops weren't a thing thing, when I was, you know, when I was, um, you know, their age, it's like, you know, wow, it's interesting stuff. But, um, you know, he kind of found his own path with it. It probably wasn't until... Um, I'm trying to think... I suppose you'll have been finishing college and Don was, you know, looking at doing a, 
um, a, a music course, you know, but these things aren't necessarily cheap, you know, and mm. I, I guess for me, looking back, I kind of thought, you know what, that's what, you know, like I said before, I didn't really know what I was doing, but these courses at the MIDI school, that would have been, you know, that's probably where I should have invested my money. I should have gone and get got educated on what to do, and I think that would have helped me more than trying to do it off my own back, trying bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Um, do you think? You know, my mum and dad were good enough to support him through that yeah. financially with that course. You know, right? Okay. I remember saying at the time, you know, this would be, you, you know, you've got a real interest in this, and maybe there was an element of coming from almost my own perspective of is what I would have love to have done and I, you know I'll have said that at the time you know but he really wanted it and I could mm. really see that he'd benefit from that you know so you know and that's kind of where it went from then that set him up recording his stuff so he was doing his solo stuff and had you know releases <laughs> before we did the soul structure thing right yeah. so just 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 going back quickly on you know the fact that you're saying you wish um, you did a similar thing like going into that education was there much around at that point you know the the, the midi school was there was it um, okay yeah you know and um, yeah, uh, it was pretty much the same you know I'm sure obviously the content of the courses would have been would have been different you know sort of 10 years before but yeah 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 um, it was there. I think it was all pretty new at that point. Because SSR yeah, was available. the big place, wasn't it? Like, yeah, SSR was, that was well like where everyone was like, well, you know, they're sponsored by Technics and Pioneer and whatever, yeah, you, know, yeah. and, you know, it seemed like massive, you know. So, like, middle school seemed to just kind of hide underneath all that. But then, yeah, like you said, they have yeah. been around for a while. I mean, you know, without sort of really getting into, into this side of it too much, but, you know, thinking back, um, you know, I looked into those courses. I had... The, the brochures with the costings and things like that, mm. you know. But I suppose if I think about the context of the time, you know, I was, um, you know, I didn't really have a, you know, 16, 17, 18, I didn't have an income that I could, you know, afford to pay for these these courses like yeah, myself. Yeah. You know, I think they're like three grand plus at the time, you know. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, our mum and dad would have been cost wise to them there's no way they could have done it because they have my older brother at university me about to go to university you know and our youngest paying for him at nursery yeah you know, so it wasn't an option i could have got a part-time job but i was if truth be known i had to really concentrate on my studies to get the grades to get into university i don't think i could have done a job at the same time yeah and actually got the grades truth be known so that's kind of the context of it looking back yeah um, and i would have loved to have, have done it yeah. but i think um yeah i never really had that upfront money to say right yeah i'll pay for this course if you could have done it paid it in installments maybe i would have looked at it yeah and, th and that's the thing like like you were saying is that at that point you probably would have had to make an investment like that it's not like you know either that or you'd have to make an investment in a lot of books and magazines uh, and even then you know like the setups then so what you're saying you was using an atari with cubase on it you know yeah like yeah and then whatever else equipment you probably would have needed it's not like you can turn up now like you do and just like bang ableton in and then you just you're ready to go do you know what i mean you know, the well, definitely, completely, that was all... completely different then as well so you're right yeah, yeah they were i mean it's in fairness you know when i was using that atari that wasn't like 
you know, that wasn't cutting edge for the time. People would have been using, you know, Macs and PCs for you know, five or six years, probably, and, you know, in home studios at that point. But they wouldn't have been cheap either, you know. So no, exactly. I still would have been in that situation, having done the course, thinking, well, I know what I'm doing now. So, you know, where am I going to get the money from? And truth be known, when I kind of got into my job and working I always had it in my mind that I'd go back to the production yeah. and you know I always saved a little bit of money aside to be able to pay for the things that I would need in the future yeah. and, you know which did help further down the line and in fairness you know a lot of the hardware that I bought back then I've still got and I use it and it's great because you know not loads of people use those things and have used those sounds you know so yeah. it's a bit of a point of difference in, in that way and I don't think there's many of the tracks we've done that haven't got some sort of element of the hardware featured in there. Nice. Ah, that's good then. That's good then. All right, okay. So yeah, I slightly hijacked for that for a second. Okay, so Dom's had his first release or so. Excuse the pun. Um, Unavoidable. (laughs) Unavoidable, yeah. Um, I don't think we did touch on that, but Dom's... Dom's uh, single artist name is release. Just, just in case we yes. didn't touch on that. Um, on that, actually, quickly, John. On the side note, have you got a single artist name or like <laughs> a little, like a single uh, producer alias? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I was, was going to say no, but I guess strictly speaking, I have, which is uh, not overly inventive. I'll tell you the reason why I have is because the very first thing that me and Dom did together uh, was uh, was release, and I and I'd, I'd made it with him. So we just, you know, my most most of my mates know me as uh, well, they call me all kinds of names, but um, know me as, as JC. So that it's actually, and no one really knows about this, but we had a track released um, by Release and JC. I feel like I remember that label called. What was it called, Dom? Um, it was Liquid Liquid Brilliance. Liquid it Brilliance, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. I, I knew it was going to be one like Focus or something like that. I knew it was yeah. one of... Yeah, I remember that now. All right, so that was you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense now. Great. I never really thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So, yes, yeah, so Jay- I mean, that's, that's fine. That's wrong with JC. I think at the time, though, you know, it was kind of a... Yeah, I wanted to get into it, but it wasn't necessarily, yeah, we'll do this. This is us now. Yeah. You know, I just had some samples. I was like, oh, this could work. You know, I was kind of threw them his way. And mm. Don made a tune out of it. And you'd already had a couple of uh, tracks signed with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a couple. I think two. <laughs> cool. All right. So, sorry, yeah. So, Dom's had, Dom's had some releases. Uh, probably, like, that one up until the uh, release in JSC. So then, at what point? <laughs> what point did did we did you go? We are soul structure. Like what? What? What happened? How did this start? Then we got to the point where you started so remember, to make tunes. I, what happened? Yeah. So I remember this really clearly. But if Dom does, then he can uh, he can talk us through it. Get involved, Dom. Let's go. I don't remember. It's clear. It's probably. Be, I mean, I moved home from from Bath, so that probably. Oh yeah, you were at uni, yeah. Yeah, when I come back, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, three Fs. No, I, I, you're gonna need to, you need to remind me, man. Um, so, Dom had made a track 
that um, that Buckham was playing. Um, so I don't. I, you know, obviously, I don't know this, but you must have sent it out to a few different people, including him. And yes. then he, you know, so hopefully you remember that conversation. But I just remember that. you telling me that he got in touch with you about this tune. Yeah. Um, and this tune's never been. It's never been signed. It's never been released. But he liked it and was playing it a lot. And if I remember rightly, he was interested in signing it. But there was, you know, there was, a, there was very obvious vocal sample in there. So he was quite wary of, of doing anything with that. What was the name of the track, Don? Don't remember. Um, I remember the track. I actually didn't know he was playing it. It was like later that we started sending him stuff again. That he was like, "Oh, was that was that you?" I used to play it all the time. Um, I didn't know at the time. He right. sort of told me retrospectively. Um, so he, called, he, he, it was called "Never Felt" because that was a vocal sample. It's actually a decent little tune. I might mm. have to dig it out at some point. Yeah, I won't mind hearing that. I don't know if I have. Heard it. Probably have got it somewhere. I mean, I thought it's one of she those was... like Dom gives me like these random batches of tunes. He'll send me about eighty tunes, and then I'm like, and I never know like when I got them from. <laughs> so I might have, I might have it somewhere. I don't know. But, you might do. Yeah, go on. That was from. That was about. That must have been about two. Um, yeah, two thousand and eleven. Yeah, 11 to, um, right, 11 to 12. Yeah, maybe 12, yeah. Right. Um, and he, and Buckham said, you know, if you've got anything else that's like this or, you know, just in that kind of style, then uh, let me know. Hmm. And, you know, Buckham was, you know, always the guy who I was, you know, the DJ that, you know, I followed and right. good looking records and things like that. So whereas Don was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's quite like that tune. I was like, this, you know, this is, that, this is a big deal you know I was so excited by this and I was like well you know let's do so if he's saying give me some tunes I was like let's you know let's let's make it happen mm-hmm. you know so I had I mean, you know I had stuff that I'd worked on you know all these ideas that was you know these things I'd worked on over this time you know some of them yeah. were just playing around but some of them were like you know okay but they were just kind of grooves and I didn't really know sort of where to take them so we basically delved into uh, one of those tunes in particular and we finished it pretty quickly um, and sent it to him and he was he was like, yeah, that's great, I'll sign it. Um, and that was pretty much it. That's the first tune that we sort of made, I'd say as Soul Structure, because then he was like, so what is it? Like, who, you know, it's you too, so who's made it? I was like, well, so that's when we came up with the name. Right. Okay. What What was the inspiration for it? Was it did it come from anything, or were you just like, what's a cool think, name? What kind of <laughs> matches the kind of tumor making or what? Well, I think the um, well, there's a lot of people around with soul something in the name, you know. So um, you know that was always kind of a um, you know conscious of that thinking. You know, we don't just want it to be exactly the same, but I think it was a good representation of what that sound was going to be. Because I, I was always really clear in my mind that, you know, if I was going to be involved in these tunes, they were probably going to sound a certain way. Because I've always liked a certain thing, you mm-hmm. know, which was going to be something atmospheric and soulful and groovy and melodic, but was going to be breakbeats rolling. 
and you know and structured so that, that was really it it was just a description yeah. of what was going to be made which yeah. was structured soul yeah which is what i kind of got from it i was just curious to know what what what, what it was but 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 yeah like you know you kind of see the name and you kind of know what you're going to get and and it's nail nail on the head really it is so i mean in fairness at the time i was so like hyped about just having this tune sign so when he asked us for the name it wasn't kind of like yeah and this name will last us forever and we'll do all these things it was just like yeah we'll call it that yeah you know um, and then once you've got a name then it doesn't really make much sense to change the name because oh, yeah. a month later we made another tune and we sent it to him and he signed it then we made another tune and we sent it to him and he signed it and i was yeah. like this is great fun <laughs> um yeah so that was um, that was a really you know from i mean dom had kind of gone through that with you know having his track signed and you know had loads of support from you know various uh, people with his solo stuff but mm. that was kind of the one for me you know signing them with good looking yeah when that's not really done anything else you know it was just like you know i was yeah sometimes oh, that's, that's massive that's massive so all right that's, that's a it's a kind of good thing to just slightly move on to um so uh, well i guess not move on but just to kind of segue a little bit so so john was saying obviously like it's a tune sign with booking like good you know good looking it's kind of like most people go if you know if they're into that kind of music and they get a tune signed by booking it's like yeah this is sick so you've had quite a few releases on many different labels what would you say is like you know doesn't necessarily, I, mean, I don't know, I, I, I guess you can interpret this how you want, either the best tune or the best label or just like the best artist who just recognised it or whatever, like what, what's kind of been your, your, your best hitting tune in that regard where you felt like, yeah, you know, I'm doing some serious shit here. Yeah. What do you think, Dom? And like I said, you can interpret this how you want, you could just interpret um... this, oh, well, I actually thought this was a good tune, but... I don't really care who likes it. <laughs> I don't know. However you, however you want, but um, I think there's probably a couple. I think the, the there was the first tune. Chrissy Chris played one of my tunes. This is a long right. time ago, wasn't it? nine years ago. Shout out. And it was, yeah, yeah, and it was when he was back on one extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was very much like a liquidy tune, really, okay. because that's why I started making. I'm not sure. I was into a bit, bit, bit of everything, to be honest, when I started. Um, and I'd, I'd make a lot of different stuff, and that just seemed to come together a little bit easier. I think just because because it had a good sample, this sort of, some of the other elements didn't, don't want to say they didn't matter as much, but they didn't have to be as good. You know, mm. if you're making a techie tune, you jump, you jump to your bass, they have to be, they have to be at least good. <laughs> Or you're going to with something that's not so great, but because I had a really like a nice sample and stuff, that sort of carried it and made it a, a good a good track. And mm. um, and I think when he played that, that was like I don't know, that was a really good moment for me. I remember it. Play on one extra well. as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it on the playlist because I sent him stuff for a while, and I was, I was like, oh, he's, he'll play one at some point, and then eventually he did, and I was like, that was great because. I guess 
you, it was a lot of work up to that point and a lot of like non-recognition because year the years of making tunes because at that point I probably making music seriously for about two years mm. maybe about, about two years and those for that first year first year and a half a lot of the time for I think for most new producers there's some who would be great here straight away but it's a massive learning curve and you make a lot of crap mate, and still, you make mate, a lot of rubbish <laughs> afterwards as well mate I'm still doing that now I don't know what you're talking about I've been doing it for years <laughs> yeah, well, I think everyone does it from time to You'll start something like, this is absolute waste of time. Um, but yeah. I go, I don't know, I think when you achieve certain like goals like that, because I really wanted that, that was a big, that was a big mark for me. And I think hmm. it was, that was probably one that like really helped me kick on a little bit. Um, yeah. I think one of the best tracks I, I made, um, Um, let me think. I really liked Pinhead on Horizons mm. simply because that was an idea that I had not actually um, at like at my computer. Um, I think I was going through some of my sam- like just like break samples or something, um, and then went out for a bit. And I was thinking, I just sort of thought about one of them. And I was like, it'd be really good. Had this pattern to it, and so I started it, and then just tune came together really nicely. Right. Uh, so that was a good one, just because it was a, it was one of the few times I had an idea, not just messing around with stuff. It's like I'm gonna go and do that. And it sounded quite cool, mm. uh, and that was, I think that was, I think that was my first vinyl release as well. So, mm. so the two went quite nice. Um, oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So probably those, those two, those two, probably off the top of my head. Nice. Any, any soul structure tracks? Do you like any of them? <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Um, not all. No, I like them all. Um, which ones do I like at those? I really liked making that one with um, with track. Um, past June track. Um, and I don't work with vocals very often. So... It was just different, and I—I I don't know. Just had a nice groove to it. I think when, whenever Paul gives you a project to work on, it's always got a good groove, um, and and track tracks have got a really good voice. So it's just—it's just a really nice tune to like start working on because I'd sort of been given you know about thirty percent of a project, forty-five percent of a project, mm. and it was already. You could already see where it was going. I already had a really nice sort of groove to it, and it was just a case of adding the soul structure bits there and yeah. doing a few, doing a few things. That was a really nice one to work on. That was on our album. Um, I do remember the first tune we made, though. I do remember making it because um, it was like it's just an atmospheric sort of roller. Yeah. Um, and I think I added sax sample knocking around that just sat on top really nicely, and uh, it's always like. The, uh, the like just the right motif for that track. I remember making that one. Um, so yeah, the ones I tend to remember the ones that come together quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel that's the same for everyone, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. There's uh, ones I've made that have taken a long time, but I still remember them as well. Yeah. I think just because it spans weeks or months. <laughs> so what is the dynamic in the studio like then? What's like, because, like, um, you know, 
I guess so, some people when they work together, like they, you know, they can be as straightforward to be like, you know, I'll do this thing because I'm good at this, and I'm good at this. I'll do this because I'm good at this. Um, but obviously, sometimes it's natural. Sometimes it can go really well when you do that. Sometimes not so much. I, I mean, obviously, you two are brothers, so there's obviously also obviously you have the upper hand a little bit uh, than you would do with uh, two new people obviously getting together, collaborating. So how how does that dynamic work? I think it's probably changed through. Um, actually, no, not not necessarily changed. It's think that it's developed through the years we've been doing it together. So I think we don't have too many blurred lines. It tends to be that I'll write the basis of a track and Dom will, you know, or Dom will, will engineer it and polish it up and make it sound like a <laughs> a proper piece of music. Right. And so I'll more write and he'll more. You know, engineer and produce. It's never, ju it's never strictly like that. There's mm. ones that Dom's written more so than what I have, and then I've built onto those bits. But Dom will always, you know, he'll always finish it. He's so much more technical than me, and actually, that side of it doesn't massively, it doesn't massively interest me. I am, I am into more. You could call them the the, the fun bits, really. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, but, you yeah, are, I, you are the, you are the. Um, literal definition of an actual producer that's what that's what they do like you know you do well, well, yeah, well writer yeah. and producer you know you're actually doing like the writing bit and going it should sound like this this and this in the kind of direction and then dom's playing the engineer role and goes all right does all, <laughs> does, all, does, all does all the techie bits you know, you know that's i mean that's how you know i mean music's still written like that now and it was obviously that's how yeah. it used to be that used to be a guy's job just turn up and go well you I put some cowbell in there <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's, there's been some real benefits to splitting those things out mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I can just I can focus on the bits that I really want to focus on and we'll spend a long time getting them into a place that make it you know easier for Dom to work with or give him something that that will work with. But I know at times he'll want to get more involved in the writing stuff but I guess it's only really been the album that we've been in the same place at the same time doing stuff together mm -hmm. which really helped with moving some things on quicker but just with you know living in different places and uh, you know the kind of um, just just you know time constraints a lot of the time you know I'd send bits like what I would do if I was working with you know someone else you yeah. know um, so we could probably live in different countries and it wouldn't necessarily change massively the way that we the way that we the way that we do stuff but um, but yeah I think the when I talk about how it's kind of developed I think there was so Dom will you know correct me if I'm sort of you know if he sees it kind of differently but I think early on um, well you could say this is still the case but I was so focused on what it needed to sound like yeah. you know I, I was going for I didn't care if it was um, if it was you know a, a club tune if it was you know it just I just wanted it to be what I wanted to, to make mm. and with that would probably be quite challenging with how much would be in it you know so you know these big booming 808s with lots of layers of drums with pads with saxophone with you know with roads in there it would you know it's full you know i'll be giving him stuff that was so full um, and probably some of the early conversations were 
and this is you know i think each of us learning was dom saying it doesn't work you know right. it, it doesn't it, ju- it just doesn't it's not going to work or you, you know something will have to give or whatever and i was pr- pretty much of the view of i will try it like d- do it you know rather than be like it doesn't work because that's what and that's probably where I could be quite stubborn. It was like, that's it. That's the tune. That's what it goes like. So you, you know, you need to kind of Figure work out. it out. Figure so we probably did have a few moments that yeah. were a bit like, it seems a bit weird now because, you know, we, that's how you kind of learning, you know, because the first few tunes just came together so sort of quickly. And then it was like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> just through, through giving him things to fix and challenges and being like deal with that and <laughs> um, you know but but I never had a problem with the fact that if it didn't work if, you know, if it doesn't work then it doesn't work right. and actually if we need to rethink it or the tune doesn't go anywhere then it doesn't go anywhere but if it does work it'll be exactly what I want and that is the challenge in, in you know it, it needs those elements that's what make it the, the tune it is hmm. um, so I don't like, know what Dom's take on that is but no it's that's that's that is true you, I get some interesting projects um, <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's sometimes a hell of a lot of stuff in there like mixed down wise it's difficult um, but you know I I, I I'm still learning. There's always things to learn, uh, and some of those things that I said won't work probably would now. Um, With the because, things that you know, like since then. yeah, exactly because I've got better. Um, but as much as John doesn't get involved with, if you want to call me an engineer, I don't know. I do a little bit more than that, but um, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But primary, primary that is, if you were to define what we do, I do sit in more of that sort of, that area, but. Um, there's definitely made. some there's definitely some sorry just on that there's definitely some of the tracks we've made that are like Dom's tracks you know more so than not that it's really Dom I don't really sort of no. see it that way yeah. but the ones that he's written you know and I've always then like I said before you know he'll write some and then I've thrown some bits in Yeah. Um, you know but I think because it kind of it works that way because um you know this put it this way if he wrote them then they'd be his tunes because he's not going to give them to me to like engineer and finish you right. know so anything that he does you know i wouldn't be like give that to me you know because he just you know <laughs> it would be co- that's why he's a solo artist and i'm not a solo artist yeah. so you know without um you know without i suppose it's a funny way of putting it but without me there'd be no soul structure because I that's my sort of thing that, that's that what you yeah that's what you bring with. Dom was always yeah he was always into the liquid stuff but if it wasn't for Dom no one would hear those tunes they'd just be going back sort of to you know back in time to those projects that I was playing around with sounds I was playing around with yeah so you know the, and that's why it's a good partnership because there couldn't be one without the other yeah. they just you know it just wouldn't Exist in that way, but sorry, Dom, I interrupted you. Then. No, that's right. So, and what I was what I was saying was that over time, you know, like you know, learning over time, um, things changing over time as well. Like with, with how we work on projects, 
as much as John doesn't, like he says, doesn't do the final mix, doesn't do the engineering, um, as much as that is part of production, you know, so, sometimes engineering is part of the, the creative process as well, so, mm. as much as sampling and, you know, sequencing and everything, but he has got, <laughs> got more, <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I'm going to say here, but yeah. Basically, I'm, the projects I'm getting now are a little bit tidier. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we started to kind of understand that that side more. Yeah. Um, obviously, because we spent more time making music, and <clears throat> if you know, there is times we are finishing tracks off. Sometimes it's good to have someone there for final sort of sequences for that, and I will be doing mixing. So, probably gain more understanding than um, probably realizes. Um, yeah. Just by being there. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and, I, I was, I was so much of a perfectionist like years ago. That's you know that was always a challenge. I know other people who have those challenges. It's like, I just you know this isn't right. This isn't right. You know, just trying to be so perfect, and that was something that you know certainly. I mean, just even Dom getting tracks signed and having them released, it made it possible then. It wasn't like this barrier, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is you know, this can be done." Yeah, and you know, so that really opened my eyes to what was just you know possible and seeing what how we've done it and how we've gone about it, and you know, and then you know, so I learned loads just from just from that, you know, and actually I gained you know off his knowledge from what he was doing with the course that he'd done at the midi school. In fact, you know, my first. Um, Mac, which I've got under my table here, a massive sort of beast of a thing. <laughs> um, Old school tower. I bought that from, I bought that from a guy who worked at oh, right, yeah. Mini School because yeah. that connection through Dom and, and Dom was using Logic and I started using Logic because Dom was using Logic. You know, ah, so I learned yeah. just so much. You know, that guided me so much in that time. But yeah, I think we've definitely. I think probably learned from each other because there was things I'd give to Dom and he was like, I'm not sure that's going to work. And actually, he found a way to make it work, which mm. I'm sure, you know, helped him find that way that, you know, just how it could work. Um, my battery's low. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm much more conscious now of what I do send, as in... You know, back, because I didn't know how to tidy things up. Yeah. It was almost like, well, you can do that. You know, so I'd send some things that were, they just, you know, it was, ju it was just go. a dump of stuff that worked. <laughs> like, you know, it worked as a composition. Yeah. Um, you know, but it needed so much balancing out. Mm. So they are more balanced now. You know, there's things that I'm like, that could be a bit tricky further down the line. So I've definitely learned a lot of things from that. Yeah. And, I've found um, with stuff I've worked on as well is that it's, it is really good to distance yourself from certain things sometimes like you, like you don't realise how much of a benefit you are kind of like a, luxury is not the word I want to say but like you know the fact that you can kind of go right I've done this idea Dom have a look at it it's like you're not too close to the mix and that's what you and I'm sure Don will attest to, Dom will attest to that is that when you actually made a tune and you've like you know, you've made you spent all the time doing the tune, you spent all the time doing the mix. And I mean, I don't know how much you like kind of messed around with mastering as well, Don, but when like you think, right, I'm gonna do a little quick master as well for when I play it out and that and it's just like you just 
there's just so many things where if someone just sent you the tune and said master that you go take that out take that out do that do that like just cutthroat but you won't do that with your own tune you just be like oh, well, I spent three days doing that snare I don't want to really turn it off or turn it down you know you'll just find a way to keep it in there where that's what I'm saying because you kind of got that idea and you can kind of go here's the idea he can be very objective about it because he's not he's not really pressured you know in a way he's not going to be overly precious about it because he's not been do you know what I mean? At the beginning part, at least, anyway. Like when he yeah. first gets a project, he won't be as close to it, so he can be objective. So, or, so anything what might sound off or whatever, he could either deal with it or, like you said, just tell you straight up, like, I don't know what you're doing with this project, but this ain't gonna work, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> I mean, when we um, when we did the album and we were in the same place at the same time, mm. you know, that was totally different. Yeah. You know, because you've made some decisions together as to, you know, and it is the ideal way of doing stuff. But sometimes it's just the practicalities of uh, of how things need to work with starting an idea, sending it across, and uh, yeah. you know, and Dom Dom starts loads of things and sends sends them to to me. You know, so we did. You know, it can, it can work both ways. Yeah. Sorry, when I was saying that, I, I wasn't necessarily just saying you directly. Like it, like it, it's for anybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, like so. Even with Dom, like if he starts an idea, sends it to you, you can be like, I don't like that idea. Do you know what I mean? It's just the, that disconnect yeah. is really 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 good yeah. to getting an idea done quicker do you know what I mean do you know what I, actually I'd say that um, a lot of the you know we may, we've done a lot of collaborations as well you know a lot of the tracks that we've that we've done have been with diff, you know various different people yeah. and you learn loads from those those people as well you know and it's I think it's always interesting when you send things to someone you're like oh this is cool this is you know you, you're like you've got a certain groove and they'll switch it up in a way that you're like you know, isn't even necessarily in you know, every case like a complicated thing. It's just like oh, I wouldn't have thought to do that. Yeah. And what they've done is really, really cool. Um, you know, so it's a bit like learning tips and tricks from people. And you know, and, and obviously we take the same with Dom that you kind of think oh, I'll have to, you know, remember that for the next time. You know, mm. so you, you're always learning. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I'm getting a bit conscious of the time, but. I don't know, like I feel, I feel this has been a good chat, but I don't know, maybe my phone's conscious of the time. Yeah, no, no, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. Oh, I've got eight, eight, 18%. Oh, 18, okay 18 percent. That's not too bad, but I think, I think what I will do is I feel, I think I will look to wrap here, but maybe I don't know, maybe, maybe we do another one. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we can dive into this a bit more. So, I mean, so this one's recorded. Um, I'll probably do a few more. I've got a couple of ideas of guests I want on. And then um, I'm gonna start to look to do these lives because you asked that before. You, <laughs> is this live? Is this live? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not sure I could handle live. I'd be sweating. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, it'll just be the same. It's just it's, it'll just be yeah, it'll, it'll be more of a chat, just a general discussion, and I'll probably get just random people. And do you know what I mean? It won't be like you know, what do you do and what are you about type. Of but no, I think that's been really good. We've got um, obviously good insight about where you come from and what you do. Um, I guess what have we got coming next? Have you got any releases coming up, Dom? Any together a soul structure? What, what's the what's, what's the crack? What can people look out for? We've got some soul structure stuff coming out, haven't we, John? Yeah, we've got a uh, a remix um, mm -hmm. of a uh, of a track of a guy called Linear. It's called CU. Okay. Uh, it's on a Dutch label called Differential. Um, Sounds familiar. So that's out in 
yeah, it's yeah. out in a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that came about really quickly. Just got, you know, just uh, you know, asked to do the remix and, you know, like elements of the track. And I thought, yeah, we can take this in a different direction, which I think we've we've very much done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that'll be out two weeks, yeah, two or three weeks. Um, and then we finished a collab with uh, Nucky, the, uh, oh, the, okay. the legend. Nice. Um, so that's going to be um, it's going to be released on Soul Deep on 10 inch vinyl. Nice. Um, that'll be in a few months' time because that's only just uh, been agreed. But that'll be um, let's call it a double A side. So the other side <laughs> will be um, a remix of a, of a of a classic '94 track by uh, the Invisible Man. It's called Skyliner, and we've done that with uh, with Tim Kant. Okay. So we uh, try to be really cautious of my pronunciation with Tim's uh, surname. <laughs> um, so yeah, he. Uh, w- I mean, we must have done that. I-, I don't know, maybe four years ago. And Scott had signed that from way back and wanted a. You know, was like, yeah, it'll be a vinyl release. We just need another side. So we've taken. You know, we've taken a little while to get. You know what we think is the right track for that. So uh, so yeah, that's what we've got lined up. And then. Nice. Uh, um, you know, we will do another EP with Jazz Sticks. Uh, hopefully, not too, uh, not too far in the, uh, in the in the future. Um, so that's from a soul structure perspective. And you know, we're all we're always working on stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, you know, I couldn't think when I was thinking about um, you know releases of yours. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just I feel like there has been a bit of a gap, and then obviously with you know with lockdown and everything, there's that you know there's like it's a bit of a weird time where there's almost a lot of music being made and released like at a ridiculous pace. To be fair, at one time, and then but it was like some people were really busy and just releasing music, just like on Bandcamp, like yeah, here's four tunes I made, boom, Bandcamp, um, and then obviously some people have been really quiet, so it's just feel it's just felt like from my perspective, I guess anyway, you guys have been a bit quiet, so. Um, you know, as a duo, anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know I've been talking to Dom, and, and he's been sending bits over and stuff. Because um, we were reminiscing yeah. about DN Audio days, weren't we? And violence recording days. Yeah. We're like people yeah. need to make tunes like that. Well, that's it. Um, I think that's probably like to me. That's that's sort of like is drum bass to me in a way. <laughs> like as as much as like. It's all, you know, it's all drum and bass, but I think if yeah. I was to say, you know, what is, like, what is drum and bass, if I was to say, play me a drum and bass track, or what's drum and bass music, I'd play, probably play something by, like, Hive on Violence, or, yeah, yeah something by Break on Whip out Break, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I do love that stuff. Right. So, I mean, is there, is there anything coming from you in that regard, or, like, or is it still, like, because obviously I know you, I know you sent me some bits a bit ago what you were like working on, but yeah, have, yeah. has there been some like older ones what have been kind of being ready and lined up to release, or is it just like just you kind of you know work works in projects right now? Well, I decided a little while ago now. This is this is interesting for you. Ooh, okay. Um, I've got to start again. This is the interesting bit. This is the interesting bit. I've been saving it the last hour or so. I'm going to start making music under a new alias. Um, What? So I just, it's because I feel like I've got a new direction. um, Okay. And just, I 
I had a bit of a break um, from making music for about a year. Not, not not a full break. I didn't not do anything. I was still writing bits and pieces, but I wasn't. I don't. I wasn't as focused on it as I have been. Um, and then when I, I've sort of come back to it, I thought, you know what? It's like a new. It's like a new beginning. So let's try something different and go with a new name and, hack and take it in this sort of direction I want to go. Being reborn um, almost. Yeah, but that's it. So what I've been doing sorry. is just writing loads of music. Yeah. Um, and eventually I'm just going to try and have quite a lot at one point rather than sort of finish bits and send it out. I'm going to sort of hmm. get a bit of body of work together and then decide which bits I like um, and which bits I probably just need to fall by the wayside. Right. Um, and yeah, just start, just a... Uh, just a fresh start in a way <laughs> sort of I mean I, pro I, I probably will work with some of the labels and artists I've worked with before yeah. and, and it's not like a totally different sound I'm not you know I'm not switching up loads and loads but it's more like pro I'm sort of thinking more in line with that with that sort of violent sound I suppose mm -hmm. um, trying to achieve because obviously they don't exist anymore mm -hmm. Um but this, the vibe is well, like it's been remastered and stuff. Is you know yeah, and I, yeah, and I've been I've been hoovering it up. Yeah, um, I, I feel I, I feel like if you know, I feel like if he heard the tune, what was violence to him, he might consider it. Well, if he started the label, that'd be great. But um, that's sort of it. I'm just sort of chasing that vibe. I think. Yeah. And because it's like we've been saying over you know this conversation you know when I started making music under release um, it was kind of like um, a it was a testing ground you know like if you let's go go from my back catalogue there's all kinds it's like it's all it doesn't fit one genre and to be fair that was the thing that I was going for and when I started I was like I want to kind of span the the, the, the genre of drum and bass music because I, I had loads of influences of music yeah. um, and I suppose that's just over time I've sort of narrowed that to what I really really like and hmm. um, influences I really enjoy the other music I really enjoy and trying to fit it in I think now I've got that I think that's what I'm going to sort of pursue if you like right. so, so you heard it here for, what, so yeah. are we going to get a reveal what's the what's what's the, we got, no, we got a name I don't know <laughs> um, no not yet I've, I've said it's the hardest part so I was like I'll, I'm sort of challenging myself to have have to make that decision when I've finished like six right. good tunes I'll be like now I've got to think of a name okay. but it's so difficult like everything, everything everything's taken <laughs> you heard of unglued <laughs> you heard of unglued now you've got undisclosed this is what yeah, you, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean I, I did a, I did a similar thing with Shoto and I st I, just be honest with you I'll be honest with you at this point I still don't know how I 100% feel about it it was like good to kind of separate my identity but it's like some people like see me now it's like alright oh, so are you still playing tunes it's like yeah it's like are you it's like yeah yeah you know like the people just forget that you're like forgot I exist you know what I mean I mean that's kind of what I wanted but yeah yeah, I wanted that separation, but then it's still a bit mad because like still people see me and still think, oh, you know, Iceman or Ice or Red or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, but you know, but here I am now. So yeah, okay. So new alias tunes coming, Soul Structure new tunes coming. Anyone you want to shout out or whatever before we go? No. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll go on, John. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it for All you. Right, I'll do it for you. Shout out, Sonny. I didn't. I didn't forget. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saved him. I saved him. Come on. And yeah, we've got loads of people. Loads I know it's always tricky, isn't it? Because you, it, there's always someone you'd uh, you'd forget. Um, I mean, like you know, shout out to uh, Paul SG and uh, you know all the uh, jazz, jazz sticks uh, crew, uh, Scott at Soul Deep, uh, Elliot Madcap, um, the Danny, Madcap, you know, Buckham playing our tunes, yeah, the the Madcap, yeah, um, you know everyone that's involved with the Soul Structure and Friends nights that we do from everyone that goes down there to people who, who work there and kind of make it happen to everyone that comes along Chris the DJs on the nights mm. uh, with us you know with his non-drummer bass thing starting things off really just sets the uh, the tempo right and uh, yeah I suppose everyone that's kind of just you know follows our our music and even then I'll have uh, forgotten some obvious people that I've mentioned but um, <laughs> yeah Simon yeah. yeah I was chatting with him the other day um I know he's been busy with his uh, vocals and uh, yeah, but Longman's been, uh, you know, we've done, it's been a while, but we've done a few, um, you know, gigs out and about together and it's always been great, you know, with the Manchester crew um, <laughs> and Bolton crew connection going to wherever <laughs> we sort of go together. Yeah. We've had some really uh, great times, you know, so uh, well, we've never done a tune together and that'd be, that'd be interesting to um, to do that. Yeah. Um, who else have I ever forgot, Dom? <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> 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 hey, I mean, uh, fill in the gaps. Fernie, PFN. Um... Yeah, we're working on a, a PFM remix at the moment. Right. Um, so, you know, I've always been a, a huge fan. Um, so just to even kind of get involved with some of the sounds is, uh, is it, it, you know, is, is amazing. Um, you know, there's so many people that we've, you know, collaborated with and, you know, and we will do in the future. You know, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Cam, uh, Deacon, um, trying to think who else we had on the, uh, on, the, on the album. But yeah, look, you know, it's all love from us. We're um, uh, looking forward to just getting the nights going again. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, as, as I'm sure everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all the same. We're all the same. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank yes. you much. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you uh, for <laughs> yeah for, for joining me. Uh, and thank you very much for holding down Bolton Drummer Base with me. You know what I mean? Representing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> right, guys. Yeah, we'll always represent Bolton. Always represent Bolton. Right. Right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, I'll put your socials up on the end of this video obviously tell people where to get hold of you and what have you if there's anything I missed um, just send it to me later Uh, other than that obviously like the video follow the channel give us a heads up yeah alright take it easy